Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, and we're talking with John Lee Bacon here. And we always talk Michigan football with you, but the professional ranks in Michigan has long since struggled, but it is the team of the state. And I know you definitely reference the Lions here and there. They sit there at seven, and a lot of Detroit Lion fans were disappointed that they didn't draft Tua last year when they actually were ahead of the Dolphins in the draft. They now still need a younger quarterback as Stafford is getting up there in age. Do you think the Lions look at either a Wilson or a Fields to be their next signal caller? We got to back it way up here, Luby. I am from the state of Michigan. What is this professional ranks you're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Aww. I, I, I've heard about them, yes. Oh. I've seen them on TV. <laughs> Dude, I, I am 56 years old. There's been one playoff victory in my lifetime. Getting mad at the Lions for their incompetence is like getting mad at Canada for being cold. You're asking me a technical question. My guess is Stafford, when he still some values, gets sold, and you're shopping for a quarterback. But, again, people, this is the Lions. You, you can complain about the Dolphins all you want. We are not listening. <laughs> We welcome to the show one of our all-time favorites, the great Mike Westhoff. Michael, Happy New Year. Good to have you on the program again. You have your finger on the pulse of New York City. Of course, we're working with SNY, doing a lot of broadcasting up there. Now, we were speculating that Governor Andrew Cuomo had had a press conference yesterday where he was blocking deliveries of Velveeta to New York City, an outrageous reaction to the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, the benching of the quarterback in the fourth quarter. Now, I'm thinking from a sporting sense, Mike Westhoff, you probably don't agree with that. But nonetheless, what, what was your feeling about Peterson yanking his QB and then the subsequent bitching and moaning by the Giants players? And now Joe Judge, uh, very much inflammatory remarks on record, saying that he thought it was despicable I, what Peterson did. I kind of like Joe and some of the things that he's done. I think he did it, has done a pretty good job. But this one, he, this is really, he should shut up and take care of his own football team. <laughs> Find a way to get another victory or two and not worry about what Philadelphia did. To be honest with what, and I like Doug Peterson. You remember, he played for us. For what he did, to be honest with you, I'd fire him. Really? I'd fire him. Wow. I really, I really disliked it. I thought that was a poor move. And it really, and I, I listened to him yesterday talk about how, you know, he wanted to give this guy some reps. But give this guy some reps for crying out <laughs> loud. My six, my, my, I have a nine-year-old grandson that, deserves reps more than this guy. I'll be honest with you. If I was the owner, I'd be human. If it were me, I'd fire him. I wouldn't have any problem doing it. The time. Wake up with Defoe, joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defoe Show. Friday, Jerry Friday. I said, Jerry Friday. 
January Friday. With default to Jersey if I have my way, every single day will be the January Friday. Jimmy Mark's got to pick the winners in the way. Yeah, it's my favorite day of the week. Got my own winning streak. Boys down deal, they love the show. They follow our picks and make some dough. January Friday, January Friday. I said January Friday, January Friday. Default told Jersey if I have to wait. Every single day would be the January Friday. You gotta feel it when you're out here, don't you? Jersey Kyle. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. So good. So good. Oh, so good. I got you. All right, welcome to the show. Hope you guys are feeling good. It's a Degenerate Friday, a deal Volkswagen Degenerate Friday, as a matter of fact. And we're feeling fantastic out here, trackside at Gulfstream Park. And once again, you can sense something big is on the almost immediate horizon. We're talking about, what is it, a week from Saturday, a week from tomorrow? Yes. The Pegasus is going to be run, and it's switched. Now, is this the first year on a turf course? They did the turf uh, classic, and they did the dirt. So there's there's two big races. Two Pegasus. Well, I don't know if they're both called Pegasus. Uh, two of them we got. But there is a big turf Even race. a Billy Badgett to double the pleasure out here, double the excitement, uh, get everybody with goosebumps. You're thinking, uh, all right, I didn't hit the Pegasus, but guess what? We have the turf classic coming up. Yeah, no, was it uh, Bricks and Mortar, one of your picks that year when he won it, didn't he? I haven't had a winner since 1967. Wow. I think I had arts and letters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had high echelon in the Belmont 67. or something. Uh, yeah. That's it was like 68 the uh, first time I was out there. I said, just pet the grave. All right, welcome to the show. Good to have you guys with us. I, I don't know what happened to Mike Luby Lewitz. Did we say something that offended him? I haven't said anything. What are you Luby talking I... about? You just assume weird things. I'm fine. No, you you I'm disappeared. Here. You're very strange. Yeah, you're very strange. I haven't done anything. You, you guys are critical. I haven't even done anything for you to be critical. No, we're concerned. It's more concerned than About criticism. What? I'm here. He thought you. He thought you fell. He thought you may have fell in the toilet or something. He's yelling, "Luby, where are you? Yeah, where are I'm you?" I'm not here. No the answer. minute he says something, he like freaks out. Like they don't shackle me to the board. Like I actually am allowed to leave. I go get coffee. I use a so restroom. So it's not like you're at I home. Food when you are like, shackled to the couch. But I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> Everything's great. <laughs> All right, good. Mike Luby Lewitz with us here at 940 Wins, 1230 Zone. No, you were concerned. You were actually concerned. I could see that. Because it, usually I'm here waiting thing. for him, and I get it. So, like, if you don't hear someone back, you're like, what the hell's you going on? vocal But, like, just because mark. I don't respond back doesn't mean things are wrong. Like, I promise. Otherwise, I'm we're here. talking to I'm the horses. I'm here by 515. I just, once in a while, the facilities call at different times in the morning. So... But what I am here, I promise. And I'm in a great spirit, right. and I'm excited for a deal. All right, so why don't you just say, you had to take a dump early in the morning, and uh, you <laughs> kind of sandbagged me because I was wondering if anybody was at the studio, that's all. And, you know, I don't want to do a station drive-back. We've had great success out here at Gulfstream Park. Uh, I don't want to jinx it today, but over the last several years, you would have to say, I mean, remember, we were leading the league in station drive-backs there for a while. I do. I Among re- stations in town, and that includes a lot of rinky-dink radio stations. That was due to some poor equipment, though, that you had set up out here, that no, box. Oh, it was ancient equipment, yes. uh, and I believe the phone company, and now I'm not one to buy into political sabotage and conspiracy <laughs> theories, but I believe the phone company wanted to get rid of those ISDN phone lines that were 
necessary to do a broadcast when you were away from the station unless you just wanted to go off the air every three seconds and sound like you were in a chick hern nightmare <laughs> getting knocked around like you were in a popcorn machine and uh, sure enough uh, you know they, they eventually weeded that out and they came up with new technology here which uh, it's not always a hundred percent foolproof so that's why you need luby to go hey you're on once in a while Hey, Lou, you got a towel for the champ. It's that kind of thing. No, but, I mean, you do love the kid. I know that. No, I there's no that. doubt. I tried to save his life yesterday. I think I made his entire future yesterday. I, I, I slept it. all the way down to uh, Doral to uh, go to a meeting that I thought was strictly about Luby's future as much as anything else. And that's why it went. Cause I needed the cash, too. I mean, if it comes around. <laughs> 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 Let's not try to fool anybody. I could care less about Luby's future. A couple of years like this, and I'll be out. Well, I mean, you actually <laughs> turned to me and said, do you think he's okay? Because maybe he hit the floor over. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we're, we're happy. We're out here trackside at Gulfstream Park. It's absolutely fantastic. As I said, you could sense something big is happening. The Pegasus is around the corner, and I like what I'm seeing out here on the trackside apron, Jersey Kyle, because people have been asking me, I would imagine you're getting hounded with this very same question. Hey, when can we go to the track? And there's just something about it. Uh, you know, it, it changes everything about your uh, inner karma, does it not? I mean, you can go through. I know you've been doing those I think Karen turned you on to this three-hour transcendental meditation slash yoga that you've been doing, practicing what? Are you doing that five days a week, seven days a week? Yoga? You're doing some kind of meditation. Uh, you're, you're taking a lot of, I mean, it's almost like, what, what the heck? I mean, it's Kyrie Irving's thing. Was his favorite band Strawberry Alarm Clock, Incense, Peppermints? <laughs> and nobody knows the rest of that song, right? Yada-da-da. Yada-da-da. That's great. <laughs> Nice. You know Great that. lyrics. <laughs> that was a big hit, wasn't it? Yes. Strawberry Alarm Clock. Did they have any other hits? Strawberry Alarm Clock. I want to say they probably had one more. This goes back. This is like some 60s pop band. Was uh, Were they part of the British Invasion, or were they three guys from Nutsicaucus? <laughs> from Nutley, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to hang out at Rye Playland. My mother bought me a guitar, and we became the Strawberry Alarm Clock. Man, and it was a psychedelic name, so it naturally had, uh, you know, instant appeal to me. Inherent attraction that I had to it. But how did that song go? It went. Incense, peppermint. Every time I see Kyrie Irving, I start singing that song in my head now. Cause Is he the, burning the incense? The incense thing, like all yeah. of a sudden he was uh, Friar Tuck. Walking around there with that little incense lantern or whatever that is. What yes. is that thing? Is that a religious thing? I think he stole it from a church, yeah, because he was a priest. It's like if the Pope is doing an appearance somewhere, if he's showing up at the Orange Ball, they got the guy behind him with the little thing. Yeah, I don't know what the... What is that? There's something in there. There's some kind of dust that smells, and they... they now, is that like the smoke that they would generate if the canes were coming out of the tunnel, or is there actually something yeah, that's, burning in there? it's something they stole from the canes. The You're smoke. expecting, like, Nevin Shapiro to be right behind the Pope. Is that Listen, it? Listen, the guy's a little bit out there, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do everybody's got their thing hey so many things happening though i mean uh, now did you ever get to see siegfried and roy siegfried checked out yesterday siegfried from siegfried and oh, roy really? did you ever go? oh really oh that sucks yeah you didn't know them no that's and the sucks. other guy rolled a seven uh you know the guy that got eaten by the lion he, he rolled a seven that was roy obviously. i never i never saw the big uh thing like where people wanted to go in there and see the cats like i never got that did you uh i never got past the giant fish tank that's in front of the race book whatever <laughs> <laughs> was such a mirage <laughs> A show? What are you talking about? How many times? Uh, well, you weren't that big of a Vegas guy. I mean, you've only been out there a handful of times, no? This last trip out there was an eye-opener for you because you didn't realize how great it was because I think you were losing your ass the first time we went out there for that Kentucky Derby until you bailed out with the animal steals horse there. Yes. Which somehow went off a 20-1 to in a short field. 
And, uh, you know, that, that was the time we nearly were asked to leave the Mirage uh, race book because we were making too much noise. Imagine this. We were making so much noise, we were disturbing the other gamblers. <laughs> How loud do you have to be to be thrown out of a casino race book? You know, if you think about it, though, we've been thrown out of some of the, the best places. Finer places, I mean, yeah. you remember when I wanted to get thrown out of that Circus Circus Steakhouse You remember before, the- <laughs> before they played the check on the table. Yeah, of course you did. Which I think you picked up my end because I was I, broke at the time. I did. I yeah. did pick that up. That was very nice of you, by the way. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're uh, welcome. A year later, yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. Well, no. you know. But, no, remember the time we got thrown out of Jersey Boys at the Broward Theater of the Performing Arts? That was Yeah, and that was with the lovely and talented one, Leslie Visser. You got and thrown out of Jersey was... Boys? Are well, you kidding Close, be yeah. No... We were oh. one step away from uh, double secret probation. With Visser Mama there? We with Visser Mama? She yes. was instigating the whole oh, thing. She okay. said, get up and dance and start singing, <laughs> Jersey. So I did. And then you did, and then we were all oh, dancing no. in the aisle, and then oh, no. people behind us were complaining. Then they came with the Oh, big... what a bunch of stiffs were in It was there, a play. Oh, my God. They I came went... with the big hook. I saw that with Shirley. People, people weren't singing and dancing. <laughs> was it Frankie Valley, right? It wasn't uh, and, a rock uh, concert. Well, they got mad because when, when they were doing Sherry Baby, we were singing, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Bailey. Somebody started to pass the wacky tobacco, and that <laughs> oh, really God. did it. They <laughs> Said, uh, that happened with uh, me a long time ago, uh, and this was uh, early on when, when I first realized that there were some uh, healing uh, elements and components to marijuana, and that would be the one reason to cultivate the leaf. But uh, the I was at a Jethro Tull concert at the Syracuse War Memorial, and I took my parents there. Jethro yes. Tull had really just kind of made it on the scene. That would be something you'd like to take your parents I to. I took my parents to because my dad appreciated all kinds of music, and Jethro Tull had kind of a jazzy element to him. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that they were any kind of straight-up rock and roll, and they had uh, all of those, like, old kind of Irish themes working through their songs and uh, the great flute playing by uh, Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson, yeah, one of the great uh, Ians. I almost said Ian Anderson after Ian Eagle's appearance, brilliant appearance on the show yesterday. But, uh, of course, uh, it was commonplace at concerts for a joint to make its way all the way down the row. Yes. And now what do you do in front of your mother? Do you go ahead and uh, take you know, a hit? Take a hit. So I pass on the thing, and then my mother goes ahead and hits it two times, and they started screaming at her, Hey, B, stop bogarting that joint. All of a sudden, my mom and dad were like Cheech and Chong in there, man. And That's they dug great. the music, too. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Yeah, very cool. Meanwhile, I was just straight as a pin in there, and I didn't even think that uh, Jethro Tull was that good that night. <laughs> no, you didn't need to be stoned to listen to Jethro Tull. That's a fact. But anyway, uh, yeah, we we, uh, we did get thrown out of Jersey Boys. We weren't high, though. I mean, that was at the Broward Center for the Performing Arts. No, it had to, something to do with our bad singing and dancing. I think we kind of ruined the show. But didn't you think these people were over the top? I mean, the uh, noise Nazis uh, at that point were really uh, just way out of bounds. I Who's interrupting Frankie Valley? We had told those people to sing. But it wasn't even Frankie Valley. It was some schmink that was uh, pretending to be Frankie Valley. He didn't Valley. even look like Valley. Looked the nothing like him. Didn't even sound like the Valley. The red suit didn't even fit the guy. Especially when they started singing Jerry Bell. Imagine, though, I mean, with social media now, that could not have been a favorable development for the lovely and talented one. A, to be pictured and photographed in our company. Yes. And B, being escorted out by security from the Broward Yeah, but if it it was her instigating it, then, and I love, is her mama, she's as classy as anyone out there, then it's sort of her fault, too, though, because she knows you guys are going to, you guys are going to run with it. If she starts going, hey, you know... You're not going to go, that's a bad idea, Leslie. You're not going to do that. 
this wasn't, you know, uh, Mozart being played. It was a bunch <laughs> of stiffs, uh, and they're impersonating the Four Seasons, for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, they did a good job. The music was good. It I mean, wasn't that great. But, I mean, it would get you up. Play was there. a stiff, let's face it. I'd rather go see some knockoff band. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I liked it. I'd rather go to Gallupi's on a Friday night right. and have a couple of uh, vodka tonics. Yeah. Listen to some band that looks and uh, sounds nothing like the band that they're trying to pay tribute to. Yeah, no, they have good groups there. I, don't I know. saw the Beatle band over there. The ones that they're good, they yeah. They pretend to the Beatles. Yes. yes. They're pretty good. Yeah, they weren't bad. Who dragged you to that? Somebody. Uh-oh. No. Uh, that was the one out of the distant past. Uh, I, don't, I don't really remember. Was that on your way to Honduras with that woman? <laughs> Stopped <laughs> in and tipped a few at Gallupis and Pompano Beach. <laughs> it was the girl with the Larry Bird tattoo. <laughs> All right, so Siegfried checked out. Anybody out there, I mean, uh, is it a disgrace the number of times I've been to Vegas that I never saw the Siegfried and Roy show? Now, I didn't realize this thing dried up in 2003 after that thing with the Tiger, which was a shame. Well, the Tiger went after one of them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't as ugly as uh, when uh, Bobby Hatfield checked out with the Righteous Brothers, and they just put an X over his name on the signs. (laughs) (laughs) No. Who else had that kind of runner? I mean, Wayne Newton, obviously, would be one. Donnie and Marie. Well, did Sig- Think about the stiffs that have had long runs Who checked in out Las Vegas. yesterday, Roy or Siegfried? Siegfried. No, Roy checked out about, uh, he rolled a seven about six months ago, I want to say. So when he was out, did Siegfried- Why are we laughing about this? No, I'm not There's something laughing. wrong with you. You're no, a sick man. I just want to know, did Siegfried continue on with the Cats after Roy checked no, out? No, no. What was the point? I mean, uh, they were an act there. They were a duo. They, it was... You know, it wasn't like Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin where they had their differences, or you and me for that matter. Well, couldn't you get another? When you uh, got offered your own show, you were the first guy to say, you know what, bleep you, Defoe. Could you get another Roy? I don't need you. I don't need Deal Volkswagen. I don't need Gulfstream Park. I, I thought that was way out of bounds. Then you came crawling humbly back when that other deal didn't work out. Well, sometimes they do an alternate <laughs> guy. You know, they put in an alternate guy. Maybe Is they... that the worst when you have to go crawling humbly back? <laughs> yes. Is that what's happening with Karen? What do you mean? Ah. That you had to go crawling humbly back after she said, I never want to see you again in my life. That was a long time ago. That was 30 years ago. (laughs) She got over it. How violent was it? What, the breakup? Yeah. Back in 1986? Yeah, that's when uh, a lot of things could happen. It was brutal. All right. It was brutal. Worse than that chainsaw in the background? There was was weapons. There was actually weapons involved in that. They are getting something ready here at Gulf Street Park. No, they are. You can see they're sprucing it up. They don't mess around either, you know. Billy Badgett says, I don't care if it's dark outside. Come on. Pegasus, eight days away. This guy's pressure cleaning over here. He's got... uh, Wow. They really do it right over here at Gulf Street Park. Now they're getting it ready. All right. It's it's a deal, Volkswagen Degenerate Friday. The Jets have a new coach, and so do the Jacksonville Jaguars. What guy... I mean, speaking of stiffs, how big of a stiff is Urban Meyer? Oh, God. Does he have an ounce of personality anywhere? How is he teaching this class at Ohio State University oh, about ethics. dignity and ethics? I mean, he's not ethical ethics. at all, but you don't need personality to teach ethics. This is a guy who brought Hernandez to the Florida Gator yes. campus. A guy that he knew had instincts to be a mass murderer. And won a national championship. I don't want to say that. I want to qualify that right now. Those it instincts to be a criminal. Uh, you know what? Maybe we, he didn't, Urban Meyer didn't know he was going to become a serial killer, but... He definitely had criminal tendencies when Florida recruited him. He did, that was not hidden. The fact that he had Urban Meyer's car in his driveway back at the dorm <laughs> might have tipped him off early. He had stolen the coach's car. And instead of a pen, he, he brought an AK-47 with him? Yes, to the practice. To the recruiting meeting? Yeah. All right. 
Got your playbooks ready, boys? Uh, yeah, you ready to sign here, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, no problem. You mind if I shoot up the place first? Okay, no problem. As long as you can catch passes. Steve from Humatilla was a big fan of Aaron Hernandez. I remember him asking on a uh, Gator Hotline episode, Steve from Humatilla, the guy with the uh, hellbilly thing. Can we get a little Steve from Humatilla? That would be the perfect way to exit an otherwise meaningless segment here. I love on Steve. On the show. Steve from Humatilla. Yes. It's, uh, he, he was on to Aaron Hernandez. We had a clip where uh, before Aaron Hernandez ever set foot on campus, Steve from Humatilla was asking the coach on Gator Hotline. This one doesn't reference Hernandez, but this is in honor This of one doesn't. No, it was a different clip. I, I think I used to. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm now with the red back at Radio yeah, I was going to say, I never had that one, but I, I did catch this one. How's it going? All right, uh, there you go. This is good radio. Why can't we get calls like that on this show? What was that, Louie? I find it weird that he would do a phone call in his barn around all those animals. Like, if you're going to do the phone call into the Gator Hotline. No, no, that was actually the animals were kind of like a petting zoo around Coach Urban Meyer. Was that Meyer he was calling into? I believe so. No, no, no. That wasn't Meyer. That wasn't Meyer. That was before Meyer? Yes. Yes. That was Spurrier? I don't know who it was. But who, was uh, who was there before Meyer, immediately before Meyer? No, they had a bunch of Zook. sticks, right? They, they had Ron Zook with. before Oh, Meyer. Ron Zook, yeah. Let's throw the book at I think Ron that was Zook. after Meyer. That was, it was after Meyer. I don't know who the coach and didn't was. Didn't Zook go to Illinois after that and get a little sniff going, and then after that he fizzled down completely and disappeared yes. from the Zook. face Ron of the coaching Zook, universe? Yeah. Zook. Zook. Jets have a new coach. Did you hear about that? The Jags have a new coach. Ugh. Jags have a new coach. That's why we brought up uh, that stiffer. Meyer. I mean, could, could he look any unhappier and more miserable than, than he does? I mean, it's one thing to have the wild eyeballs like Adam Gase, and you're looking and going, hey, good, the Jets hired a crazy man. That's just what they needed to straighten out Sam Darnold. Between they hired the, a raving lunatic. Between the two teams, they had three wins this year. So you would think that they would be the first two to put on some new head coaches. They well, the Jets hired a guy everybody likes. I don't know if he's going to work out. This guy's Salah. Salah, yeah. He was the uh, the DC, as Luby likes to, you know, allude to uh, common inside vernacular on football. Yeah, he was a DC over there with the Niners, as if uh, you know he, he was, uh, you know, what was that? It's not uh, what's Cosell's uh, cousin's name that's on uh, all of this analysis. Oh, shows. Greg Cosell. Greg Cosell. Greg Cosell. Yeah, Greg Cosell. All of these analysis shows. What is the analysis on this new head coach? Uh, uh, everybody loves this guy, like man, guy. except, uh, yeah, they don't. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, a defensive coach, and you've been around football your whole life. Uh, is it possible you might know something about offense? You should. Because uh, analysts and, and commentators love to go, well, well, you know, he comes from the defensive side of the ball. As if they cut this football in half 
Yes. And he only understood this. Now, if he was a defensive wizard of some sort, would he not have to have some comprehension of how to run an offense and what kind of offense would best be used to defuse the very defense that made him famous? Well, they'll probably make a move like they'll get the guy that ran the Dolphins offense uh, this year and bring, bring him up there. You know, the Jets are known to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, remember... When they had uh, Sperano. Tony Sperano. Yes. The guy that, that believed that a field goal on first down from the half-inch line was a wise <laughs> maneuver because it guarantees you to three. Yes, it was huge. And he becomes your offensive coordinator, a stroke of utter and pure uh, unadulterated genius. Woody Johnson probably got into the locker there at J&J and got some really good stuff. I don't know what that He must have been in the experimental vaccine trial. Yes. <laughs> the clinical trial where they said, oh, no, that's not going to work. No, the Jets are the worst. Woody, I mean, uh, this is this is. I hope it works out for this guy. But seems I mean, like a very dignified guy. Paid his dues. You like to see this guy get a chance. Actually, the Jets' best two years were with with a defensive coordinator guy when they had Sexy Rexy, your favorite coach that came up from the Ravens. They need a coach though. The Jets that can immediately become a target of derision, and and, and you know just outright criticism and the sinister. Uh, commentary. Well, no? Gase set himself Gase up with that. Gase came in and they hated him right away. Well, that first, him press, right away. that first press conference, he looked like he was on acid or something. I mean, what yes. was wrong I don't know. Him? Acid might have been a mild, uh, you know, <laughs> he a was mild a... prelude to whatever the hell he took to uh, get through that press conference. Nah, maybe nah. he's shy. I mean, maybe he just doesn't like to be in public. You know, Remember he used to wear a hat over his head the entire yeah, time? We didn't realize he had Marty Feldman's eyeball. That's a good job to have <laughs> if you don't want to be in public. Be a head coach. We have to run. All right. We haven't figured out. Uh, I think Luby's with us now. 940 wins, 1230 The Zone, the iHeart Radio app around the world. It's a deal Volkswagen Degenerate Friday, live trackside. I love the smell of gasoline in the morning. I'm going to go have a small conversation with that No, no, he's done. Let him do his job, man. We're just out here doing a radio show. This guy's actually working. See, now you're Mr. Big Time. Ever since you got that offer from that satellite radio station. I just want to have a small conversation with the guy. Like, if you turn that machine on again, I'm going to kill you. He's working here. He's yeah. a certified, hard-working American. Hey, listen, what is wrong with you? I get up early to do this show. Uh, am I right? going to see you at the Capitol building with a Confederate flag? What's going on with you? <laughs> My God. I gotta leave Mr. Tuesday. Privilege. i got to leave early, too. Mr. White Privilege. You're unbelievable. All right, back with more in a moment. Now that. The time... Did you hear him, Luby? Yeah, I gotta leave early too. I know. What is that? Oh my God! <laughs> I want to work with men. Right? I want to work with me? real men out here. It, it's six twenty-eight. <laughs> Back to the show. A deal Volkswagen Degenerate Friday is underway here from the Breezeway Bar at Gulfstream Park. Jeff DeForest, we have Jersey Kyle Martinez, and of course, Mike Luby Lubitz, who is uh, inside the number right now, inside of two months. 
it's the under on two, as in months, until D-Day or M-Day, when everything changes in this young man's life. D-Day. Once again, for the second time. D-Day, yeah. D-Day? D-Day is a good day in marriage because it's, uh, you know, obviously divorce day. Yes. Right? D-Day is a good good day in marriage. It's been very good for you. I nearly flew right out of the room there when the judge said, uh, and actually there were like six guys getting the same disposition at the same time, you know, because it happened sort of en masse. And he goes, gentlemen, I'm happy to say you're now free men. And it was like we were emancipated, like all of a sudden, uh, you know, we had come here as immigrants uh, with no chance of getting citizenship. It was amazing. You might think that. Well, a person... What a feeling it was. It really was the weight of the world. Did you ever feel the weight of the world come off your shoulders? Yes. Yes, you have. I, I know that. Yes. I know that's true about you. The absolute dead weight of the world, man. It's come off my shoulders. Remember when I was at Therian Racing, the dead weight was worse than live weight for some reason when they used to. Did they still run handicap races anywhere? What's going on with that? Remember yeah. the fall high weight and they would put like the weight of the grandstand? They still do that. On Kelso? Yeah, they still do that it. That still goes on? Yeah. I should know that. You should know that. Is the Pegasus a handicap, an invitation, or what is the story? We're live here, by the way. The reason we're stirring up all this racing uh, vernacular here and uh, chatter is that we're live here. Fantastic. People don't realize it. We say it all the time out here at Gulfstream. And I'm a big fan of all behind-the-scenes, like, ambient sounds uh, of sports. You notice uh, tennis player Victoria Azarenka, Luby? You might know. Yes. I don't think Jersey Kyle's watching a lot of tennis channel uh, in his spare time. Uh, Vika, they call her. Vika. She did very well. I mean, she kind of resurrected her career. She had uh, some kind of big problems in her life. Uh, an ugly divorce, speaking of the big D. And there were child custody issues and all She's kinds back, of threats. Though. Yeah, I don't know. She was married to some Romanian madman or something, and he was threatening to take the kid back to a country where she wasn't even. I, I, don't, I don't know if it got that deep. But uh, I remember saying that so she loved everything about the game of tennis. She, she even loved, like, uh, you know, the. You know, the, well, however the air was blowing, the uh, smell of the uh, newly strung racket, whatever, if you could smell that thing, the grip. And uh, you have to love it, right? And, and horse racing, if you're out here in the morning, it, it's a far cry from uh, you believe it was a game. Uh, you always did just for sick, degenerate losers who were going to be stooping for tickets after the 10th race and hoping that somebody realized that the one was not declared or didn't realize the one was declared a non-starter. They'd thrown all those tickets on the ground. And that was like in the fifth race, and you were figuring you were going to come gobble those up. But, no, I mean, the, the majesty of this thing. And now, who are these horses that are working out? Do we need to contact Mike Welch or Joey Savage or something, find out who these animals are? Because they look really, really quick to me. I mean, yeah, if you want to come out here in the morning and look at some of the horses that are working out and then talk to some of the clockers that are out here with their little stopwatches and their binoculars. What do you think about that kind of information? Do you think it's worthwhile or is it uh, mostly bogus? I mean, we got a horse that was working out under the cover of darkness on a field out there. in TikTok McLaughlin. Yeah. Right? And sometimes the stories end up being true, but most of the time, any tips you've ever gotten at the racetrack go up in smoke, don't they? Uh, it was told to me very early on in my uh, racing experience uh, that uh, trainers and jockeys, and I hate to say this because we love all these guys, were the worst touts at the track. Now, do you believe that to be the case? A jockey has to know when he's got a live mount, no? But you know what's coming? A trainer to has to know when the horse biased? is ready to go. Well, you hear a guy tell you that his horse has been working out so good lately that when he runs on Saturday, he can't lose, man. 
And then what happens is, come Saturday, the horse had a bad night the night before. Maybe was, you know, had a couple of pops. Oh, I don't know who, about that. Who knows what went on, but the what, horse doesn't feel like running that day, and then there goes your money. What so. ruins that is when you think you have inside information. And this is true of all sports, right? Right. And then the worst loser that you know comes <laughs> up to you and says, hey, I got a tip on the six. And you're no, like, really? Not, and then you go, no, not the six. Not the six. <laughs> Right? I mean, it's like when you heard that Michael Jordan was partying in the Bahamas all night before they took on the heat. If you had known that before that Rex Chapman game, you could have made a giant score, imagine. Now, the heat last night, did you see this? I did not. Luby, were you aware of this? I want you to run this, uh, you know, through the computer or What, something. they play with four guys and one? Worse. Oh. They signed two guys off the Dolphins practice squad. <laughs> To fill the roster so they could qualify and have eight players out there last night. Ron Rothstein was wearing a jersey, jersey nice. at halftime just in case he had to quickly schlep up to Philadelphia there and log a couple of minutes like he did in the old days in the uh, parks uh, in the Bronx. Ronnie Rothstein was I ready can, to host a few. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I can see that happening. They had a couple of guys coming into the game, and I actually looked. Uh, I'm, I'm watching on TV. I'm going, who that? <laughs> You would have thought it was the Pelicans out there on the sidelines. I, I had no idea who these guys were. Never seen them before and wouldn't know they were members of the Heat roster. But they may not be on the team tomorrow, so that's what How happened. How many times did you run in Edison with, like, four guys against five? I mean, you've had to do it sometimes, right? Right. Yeah. What? Lou? He said his car broke down? He was supposed to be here an hour ago. <laughs> Lou. Yeah. It's, always it's always a Lou, Lou yeah. All right. We're coming back with more. We're at Trackside here at Gulfstream Park. It's great. The Pegasus, they're getting ready. They're making plans. And you see the little special thing they're doing there with the carpeting and the chairs? I, I like, like that. The, yeah, yeah. I'd like to be sitting in one of those boxes up front. Can you figure that out for me there? Take uh, somebody up for a couple of ducats. <laughs> Mr. Good Decisions in Life. Obviously, you are the worst decision maker because oh, when divorce no day yeah. is the greatest day of your life. Like I tell you what, I felt emancipated that he's a good I really decision. did. <laughs> He makes the worst decisions, like when divorce is the best day of your marriage, why did you get involved? I like the fact that they just pronounced six guys free and emancipated all at once. And you guys are dancing around the court. And everybody had a different story. You know, it was just fantastic, right? Yeah, different story. <laughs> you know that movie, As Good As It Gets, with Jack Nicholson, when he's walking out of the shrink's office yes. and everybody's in the waiting room depressed, and he goes, what if this is as good as it gets? <laughs> The best you could hope for is being a loser, man. Well, I mean, you're never going to lose if you're out here at Gulfstream. That's for sure. Pegasus tickets uh, would be on sale then because I see some uh, arrangements here, and I I'm going to say they have some uh, very nice thinking and planning around the trackside apron. Especially. It looks like the way they've got those boxes spaced out and everything, yeah. that they're going to follow all the social distancing rules and regulations. I think it's a good thing. Go online. They're actually on sale online right now. All right, I'm going to buy a couple of tickets for us here. How many people we need? Four? Just Who's get, in? Just Steel Volkswagen? Just get me one. Well, listen to you, man. Always begging. I mean, I, you just got into this business. You said you were going to go online. You're trying to glom and... some freebies. I, you're, you're unbelievable. You just said you were going to go online and buy some tickets. Buy me a ticket. Luby, would you shut this guy's mic off? Fat chance. Come on. <laughs> He's... All right, we're coming uh, back with more here from the Breezeway Bar at Gulfstream Park. A deal Volkswagen Degenerate Friday. The Jets get a new head coach, Jacksonville. Uh, somebody name me a guy that looks like a bigger stiff than Urban Meyer. Uh, uh, from any walk of Joel life, Philbin. any form of celebrity. Philbin. Philbin? No. Philbin, are you kidding me? You He's Philbin has more personality? Urban Meyer. No, you don't think so? You think Urban Meyer has more personality than smoking Joe Philbin? Philbin? Pretty, You're out of your mind. He's pretty milk toast. He cracked a joke with us about himself. He won me over with that. I mean, you had me in hello, my friend. <laughs> 
filthy. When he said, I hear you have a nickname for me, and I'm thinking, oh, no, here it comes. Like, I really need to have this coach chew me out about what, what a jerk I am. Smoking Joe It's Philbin. an entertainment show, Coach. You know, what do you want me to do? Smoking Joe Philbin is not necessarily an insult, but he wasn't exactly, you know, I mean, uh, the most animated of human beings. Would you say that's a fair statement about Smoking Joe Philbin? Not animated at all. Not at all. Okay. Right. <laughs> but but Urban, <laughs> it's disturbing when you're thinking about the personality of, of Urban. I have nothing. I mean, why should I despise Urban Meyer because he was a criminal recruiter. You're mad because you bet that money that he was going to Notre Dame. I won with Urban Meyer a few times on Florida. I'm ashamed to admit. All right, back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. Imagine I was betting the Gators. I'm betting the Gators. It's 643. <laughs> what kind of question is that? What kind of a question is that? How can you ask me a question like that? Answer my question! The question, jerk! It's time for today's mini trivia challenge, brought to you by the great people at Gulfstream Park. The championship meet is on. The Pegasus right around the corner. Racing Wednesday through Sunday. Place your bets at firstbet.com. After the Warriors left for the West Coast, the Syracuse Nationals moved to Philadelphia a year later and became the 76ers in 1963. Today's Gulfstream Park championship meet trivia challenge question is, who is the all-time leading scorer as a member of the 76er franchise? Is it Allen Iverson, Dr. J, Dolph Shays, or Hal Greer? That answer in a moment. The championship meet is on at Gulfstream Park. Place your wagers at firstbet.com and get in on all the exciting action as the three-year-old campaign unfolds, culminating in one of racing's most exciting and majestic days, the running of the Florida Derby. Racing Wednesday through Sunday, the top trainers, jockeys, and horses are here set to compete in another blockbuster season of Gulfstream Park racing. Be a part of the exciting thoroughbred racing at Gulfstream Park. Establish a first bet account today and get into the game. There is no greater thrill in sport than the pulsating pace and chase to the wire of the glorious racing and intense competition taking place on the track at Gulfstream Park. Allendale Beach Boulevard and US1, for the latest information on dates, events, and fan access, log on to GulfstreamPark.com. Guard Hal Greer averaged nearly 20 points a game for his lengthy career as a 76er and is the franchise's all-time leading scorer with 21,856 points in a Sixer uniform. That's today's mini trivia challenge brought to you by the people at Gulfstream Park. Place your wagers at firstbet.com for all the exciting action of Gulfstream Park's championship meet. Either right hand or left handed. Get down in there. Jerk off the defender. The only way to get your morning started is with Defoe, joined by Luby, right here on the Defoe Show. That's one way to shake a guy off, huh? You've been playing some basketball again. Welcome back to the show, by the way. Coming back with a lot more. Uh, later on, the gambling gourmet, Mike Mayo, who handicapped all of the games last week by the food that was inherent in that city restaurants, whatever, and I think he did pretty well with that for the most part. Although Tampa, what, their second best uh, dining opportunity is Mons Venus, the buffet at a strip club. That's the best it's dining. Burns Steakhouse and then a big drop-off to the buffet on at Mons Venus, which right. is supposed to be like the ultimate strip club. We'll have to ask uh, Brandon Lang about that when he joins us later in the show. The Gambling Gourmet is Mike Mayo, of course, uh, Let's Eat South Florida. Former Sun Sentinel sports writer, long time. He was much longer on the sports beat than he was the food beat, but seems to know uh, equally just about everything 
uh, when it comes to both. Len Robbins later on, Mark Lawrence uh, of Playbook.com. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Jersey Kyle Martinez. We have Mike Luby Lubitz. The under is two on months before he gets married again. And uh, we're wishing him all the best in that endeavor. <laughs> again. Are you? <laughs> I didn't mean to throw in the again. It was a yeah, subliminal. Say, uh, well, just, just period. He just threw in again. Yeah, that, that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> what do you say if you're on your fourth time? Again, again, again? You say, uh, hello, I'm Larry King. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what you say. You, say you, you have to check yourself into an asylum. I want my cigarettes <laughs> is what you said. 653. Uh, did he move out of town now that he's uh, coaching at Iona? I think temporarily, probably during the season, but he'll be back. I mean, All right. So he still has the boat lift out there and it was wired up he's by... some place uh, down here, I think. <laughs> Tommy, don't call me toast. <laughs> the electrician. <laughs> don't call I, me sparky. We're coming back with more. Trackside here. Deal Volkswagen Degenerate Friday. Just getting underway. The Gambling Gourmet later on. Mike Mayo on food. Glorious food. Brandon Lang. Len Robbins from the New York Extra and Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. And we'll be back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. That might have been our best segment. It's 6.59. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.